Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Kyle and Selena, and thank you, choir, and our praise team, and all of you for joining in worship this morning. And so I pray the Lord was uh, satisfied in our time of worship. If you brought your Bibles, please turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we want to look at verses 12 through 27. Suddenly I had a problem with my voice, <clears throat> so pray for me during this message. 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 27, as I share a sermon entitled, A Biblical Church Member is a Functioning Church Member. A biblical church member is a functioning church member. Chapter 12, verse, tw uh, verse 12 through verse 27. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit... All we are baptized into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set or placed members, every one of them, in the body as it's pleased him. And if they were all one member, well, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. The same members of the body which we think to be less honorable upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. Verse 24, for our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for the other. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Verse 27 now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. So recently I began a series of sermons and on the topic of biblical church membership. There are many churches today that have plateaued or uh, are in decline, and they're losing ground uh, in all areas of attendance. They're losing ground in regards to evangelism or baptisms. They're losing grounds in regards to giving. They're losing grounds in regards to ministry. And there are many who believe, me being one of those, that the major contributing factor to the decline is that many church members have, have lost their understanding of what biblical church membership 
uh, is all about. We've lost our understanding of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ. Therefore, the question this morning that we'd like to address is that are you, am I, are we biblical church members? Biblical church members. Not what you think a church member is or others say that a church member is, but what does the Bible say that a church member should be? So to answer that question, we have to discover what is a biblical church member. First of all, we discovered that a biblical church member a couple of weeks ago is one that is connected. A person has been uh, saved through the new birth. They've experienced the new birth. They've, they've been saved. They've been converted. They, uh, words that, um, <clears throat> that indicate being connected, the new birth, being saved, being redeemed, being a child of God. They have been divinely positioned in the body of Christ. They've been divinely positioned first in Christ. They're connected to him through this salvation. But then they've been divinely connected to the body of Christ, which is the church. Now, I know about the universal church, but Paul is dealing specifically in 1 Corinthians to the church at Corinth. He's not talking to the universal church as such. It does affect us, but we're concerned about the local body of believers at Mountain View Baptist Church here in Phil Camel, Alabama. So Paul is addressing a local church. This message is not a theoretical universal church, although there is. We have brothers and sisters in Christ all over the world. But he's specific. He's talking to the church at Corinth. So not only the church universal, but to a local congregation of believers. He's addressing the church at Corinth. Later, he will address the church at, at uh, Philippi. And he'll address the church at uh, Ephesus. And he'll address the church at uh, Thessalonica. And he'll, re, uh, he'll address the church at Galatia. He, he's addressing local congregations. Now, I say that because some people refuse to admit that they need to be a member of a local congregation as long as they're part of the universal church. And so Paul's addressing a local congregation. The point is, if I'm connected to Christ, then I'm connected with other believers, i.e. a local congregation. I have a vertical connection with God. I have a horizontal connection with other believers. I am to be a church member, a member of the body of Christ, universal, but a member of a local congregation of believers, a member of the household of faith here in Phil Campbell, Alabama. So first, a biblical church member must be connected. And then last week, we noticed where a biblical church member must refuse to give place to the devil. So if I'm going to be a member of a local congregation, I have to be careful and guard against giving the devil a place in my life as a believer. Ephesians 4.27 gives us the warning, Neither give place to the devil, verse 30, nor grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. And so because, and we addressed this last week, because of certain strongholds in people's lives, such as lying and anger and wrath and thievery and filthy speech and bitterness and malice, 
many have given place to the devil in their life. They've given place to Lucifer. They've, think of this. They've given place to Lucifer. They've given place to the old serpent. They've given place to Satan. They've given a place to the devil in their life. And so God calls us to repent, God calls us to resist, and God calls us to renew. Last week's sermon. So a biblical church member is to give no place. They are to resist the devil. They're to give no place to the devil. A biblical church member is to resist if given place to the devil. So that brings us to this week, a biblical church member. A biblical church member is a functioning church member. Functioning church member. Now, I've mentioned there are some today that believe that God doesn't expect them. They really can't give a good reason for this that I've heard. That God doesn't expect them or God doesn't require them to be a member of a local congregation. Now, why is that? Well, I believe that they look on the church as an organization. I believe that, that they, they say, you've heard this from time and time. I don't believe in um, organizational, uh, I don't believe in organizational religion. You ever heard that? Yeah, you hear that a lot on TV. Uh, I don't believe, we, you know, we just don't believe in organized religion. So they see it as an organization. They don't see it as an institution that Christ uh, ordained bef uh, after he ordained marriage. But they see it as an organization, and they don't believe in organized religion. Now, if, if you're really serious about knowing what God's Word says about church membership, then you need to read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to deal very hurriedly with all three of those today. Chapter 12, Paul explains with metaphor the church uh, being a body. He, he uses the metaphor of body. He says the church is a body with many members. Verses 27 and 28, notice what it says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set, God has appointed, God has placed these in the church so he deals with the church as a metaphor he uses a body the body you're the body of christ individual members of it god has set these placed these in the church and so members of the church comprise the whole and are essential part of it they're members of it um and so Paul, he carries this metaphor step further, and he says, your members, your individual members, your individual parts of the body. And some are, verse 15, some are feet, and some are the hands, and some are the ears, and some are the eyes, and in verse 18, but now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And that's why he concludes with verse 12, For as the body is one, hath many members, and all members of the one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Here's the point. If you say that you don't have to be a member of the body 
of a local congregation as a believer, then you don't understand or you have purposely erred in the doctrine of biblical membership. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27 and ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And so now church membership, what is church membership? Well, to borrow a phrase from Tom Rainer in his book on uh, I am a church member, he says, first of all, church membership means that we are all necessary parts of the whole. You're necessary. You're part of the whole body of Christ, and you're necessary. Not a person who is a, a member of the body, the universal body, the local congregation, not a person is unnecessary. Every person's necessary. Every person is important. You may think you're not important, but God says you're important to this body. You're important. So church membership means we're all necessary parts of the whole, but church membership, Rainer said, and I borrow another phrase, means Everything we say is based on the foundation, the biblical foundation of love. So chapter 12 says you're members of the body, and chapter 13, also known as what chapter? The love chapter says that we address the body in love. Everything we say, everything we do needs to be addressed with love. So he uses chapter 12 metaphor of the body, and then he says church membership means everything we say is based on the biblical foundation of love. Chapter 12, metaphor of the church, the body with parts. Chapter 13, you have the love chapter. And so normally we hear this chapter, we hear chapter 13 at weddings. I share parts of chapter 13 with with uh, people that I counsel before they get married. And we talk about the agape love that the husband and the wife should have for each other. We use it for the husband and wife to understand that agape love for each other. However, the original meaning was to demonstrate how church members were to relate to each other. Get that. It's not, it's not about husband and wives. Chapter 12, we're members of the body. Chapter 13, we're to relate to each other in love. So that's put in there, not to husbands and wives, but to how church members are to act to each other, how to function with each other. Just think. Just think. My goodness gracious. Just think. The best place to read 1 Corinthians 13 is right before a business meeting. Amen? That's what it's for, to remind us this is how you're to act in the body. You're to love each other, and you're to act that way. Can you, can you imagine what would happen if local congregations would just abide by the principles of chapter 13? Look at verse 4. Charity, love, suffereth long, suffers long. Love is kind. Love envieth not. Love vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. Verse 5. Love does not behave itself unseemly. Love seeketh not her own. It's not easily provoked. It thinks no evil. Love rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love beareth all things and, and believeth all things and hopeth all things and endureth all things. 
That's the way the church acts. Didn't mention a husband and wife. It's to the church. So chapter 12, he uses a metaphor in regards to the body. He says uh, the church has many members, but one body. And the church is to function and to act in regards to love to each other. Now, did you pick up something in, in verse 13? It's very important. He says, we're not to love fellow church members just because they're lovable, but we're to also love the unlovable church members and the pastors. Just threw that in there. And the pastors. Now, biblical church membership means we say and we do everything on the biblical foundation of love. Love. Now, based on, first, we're all necessary parts of the whole. Secondly, we say and do everything on the biblical foundation of love. The third is a biblical church member is a functional church member. Now, if you've been watching the news, I picked up a, I picked up a, a, a phrase that's used quite often. I'm going to use it. Now, let's be clear. That's what they all <laughs> That's my most confusing thing you've ever listened to, but they always want to be clear. But this is perfectly clear. I want to be perfectly clear, and let's be clear. And so, biblically speaking, <clears throat> biblically speaking, a biblical church member, here's what it is. A biblical church member is functional, meaning a biblical church member gives gives a, a, the best word would be abundantly. A biblical church member gives abundantly. A biblical church member serves, without, serves and ministers without any hesitation whatsoever. That's a biblical church member. Part of the body, function in love, gives abundantly, serves and ministers without any hesitation. That's what we're to be. Now, let me, let me give you a, something to compare what the Bible says and what we do. Right now, we have, we have a membership list. Some churches don't have a membership list. But we have, we have a membership list, and presently our church role is divided into <coughs> active, active members. Now, what's an active member? Let me tell you what an active member is. An active member is, may, it can be a CEO, which is which is Christmas and Easter only. That's, that's an active member. They can be a quarterly member, come once a quarter. They can be a biannual member. They can come twice a year. Or they can, they can uh, be a special events member where they just come when we're having special events. That's an active member. And then we have an inactive member, but I found out in studying all this, an inactive member, according to God's Word, is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as an active member if we're all to be functioning members. Amen. But we have some listed inactive. Then we have some listed non-resident. Now, a non-resident member is someone that's dislocated themselves Moved without a reasonable driving distance of this church. And we have some from Russellville driving. We have some from Haleville driving. You know, that's reasonable driving distance. We're looking at that. But they've dislocated themselves. They have, they, they're, none, they're still a member, but they've moved 
outside a reasonable driving distance of this church, they're unchurched, they're non-functioning, and they're backslidden and possibly lost. That's an unresident member. We've had non-resident members in Redwood City, California for over 40 years. I don't know if they're alive or dead or I don't know anything about them. Can't get up with them, can't touch them. But biblical church membership is a functioning member. Functioning member. Giving abundantly, serving in ministry without any hesitation whatsoever. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 26, he uses this metaphor of the body to speak of, of the church for two reasons. Uh, they're, they, they're united as a whole. Uh, they're united in mission. They're united in purpose. They're united in ministries. They're united in activities. They're united. And then they're made up of many parts. Verses 12 through 26, some are hand, some are foot, some are ear, some are eye, some are nose. Each part has its, has its function. The foot walks and the hand holds and the eye. The eye sees and the ear hears and the nose smells. And so the, the body of Christ, the church members are functioning based on their spiritual gifts. That's another thing. If you, when you're saved, you're given at least one spiritual gift. If not, more, if not uh, only one, you've given more than one. And you'll never been given a spiritual gift if you weren't to function in the body of Christ. So they're to function. The point is, as members of the body of Christ, we are supposed to function in the church. And so an inactive church member is an oxymoron. There's no such thing as an inactive church member. The point is, everyone should be functioning. Biblical church membership would be a functioning church member. You should always be asking yourself this question to you and to God. You should be asking, how can I best serve my church? Not that it belongs to you, but you're a member of that congregation. How can I best serve my church? You never should be asking the question, if you should be serving. You should be asking, where am I to be serving? My God, my church. And so if you're a member... You're required to be a functioning member. Now, here's a, st a sad statistic. <clears throat> Rainer's research, he, he discovered that most church rows are overinflated by the factor of three. That simply means that if you have 300 people on roll in your church, one-third are functioning church members. That means one out of three given abundantly. That means one out of three <clears throat> are, are serving doing ministry and and most pastors will say that's inflated i i, I we ha we have almost 500 church members and that's inflated that i don't know where some are i don't know where some live some may have died some may have went into a church what notified i don't know but the best we can tell that's what we have and so it could be inflated so so the the, infl the, the fraction is much larger than than what I just shared. If we knew we had 300, one out of three serve, one out of three give, and that's, that's pretty low. So the question to each of you this morning, 
are you a functioning church member? Giving abundantly, serving, ministering, serving without hesitation. Now the invitation is this this morning. Would you be willing to commit yourself to be a functioning church member? Would you be willing to commit yourself to be a functioning church member? Giving abundantly, serving abundantly. I'm going to end with, with uh, something that Rainer did. This is a little book. You can pick it up. and I've, I've used it in preparation of the sermon uh, series. It's uh, I Am a Church Member. But this is, this is a pledge that he suggests. <clears throat> I like the metaphor of membership. It's not membership as in a civic organization or a country club. Civic organization, country club, you pay a due. That way you get to use the facilities. That way people serve you. You don't worry about serving the country club or some civic organization. Church is not that way. Church is a body of believers. 1 Corinthians 12. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Because I am a member of the body of Christ, I must be a functioning member whether I'm an eye, an ear, a hand, a functioning member. I will give, I will serve, I will minister, I will evangelize, I will study, I'll seek to be a blessing to others. I'll remember that. If one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all members are honored with it. That is a functioning church member. So today, examine your relationship to Christ and the church. See any improvement? Are you functioning? A functioning church member? No such thing as an inactive church member. And uh, then non-resident church member, well, you know, that, that don't hold water. So if we at Mountain View are really committed to returning to the Word, we must be biblical church members connected to God and each other refusing to give place to the devil and committed to be a functioning church member that's how we work prayer heavenly father thank you for an opportunity we've had to open your word and to address uh, who we are and what we're to be I thank you for each person here that makes up this congregation you have placed them here for a purpose, you have gifted them with spiritual gifts to serve and to minister. And so, Father, I pray today as a body of Christ that meets here in this location, Lord, that we can be what you've called us to be. It's obvious, Lord, we've gone through your word. And, and chapter 12 compares us to the body. A metaphor is the body. Everybody's over the hand, the feet. Everything's working together, and that's what we're to be in the church. We're to be a functioning church member. So help us, we pray, to find uh, where you'd have us to serve, volunteer, and to, uh, to, to use our spiritual gifts, our natural abilities. Thank you for each person that you've placed in this body. I'm excited about the potential. Help us to renew our commitment to you today to be what you've called us to be, a functioning member of the body of Christ. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Terry's going to lead us in a hymn, Wherever He Leads I'll Go. Let me encourage you to examine your life. You may want to come and just pray. You may say, well, I don't really know where I need to be serving. Brother Sammy, can, can you share with me later on? Can we get together? And some of you have asked that, and we're working toward that. Others, others, uh, others of you uh, are serving, and majority of people are serving. And I, we, we, couldn't go, we couldn't carry on. You just imagine what all takes place here. 
And it, it's nothing to me. I mean, it's, it's not me, but it's the members. It's, it's the members functioning and building up and edifying each other. That's what it is. And so uh, I appreciate all that you do. Uh, I mean, everybody working and serving. But uh, uh, don't, don't be standing on the outside looking in. Uh, find a place. God put you here for that. And uh, I love you and I appreciate all you do and anticipate what others are going to be doing. Terry's going to lead us this morning. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ, you need to connect with him this morning. You need to put your faith and trust in his son Jesus to be your savior. You need to uh, connect with him. In doing so, you'll connect with the body and, and then you'll be the functioning church member that God would have you to be. You know, we serve not to be saved, but we serve uh, because we are saved.